Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Hey Watchers, it's Jason, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Watch OK Please podcast. This is episode 55, and inexplicably, Dan and Nine are letting me make intros now. This week, I pitched the 2014 movie Ex Machina, starring Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac, and Dom Hall Gleason, currently available on HBO Max. The pitch discusses the writer of 28 Days Later, Oscar Isaac's Wikipedia page, and what substances are necessary to properly enjoy the Fast and the Furious franchise. This pitch is spoiler-free, so feel free to listen even if you haven't seen the movie. If you're digging this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or just give us a shout-out on our social media pages. Finally, if you have a show or movie you want us to watch, please leave us a voicemail on our Anchor page at anchor.fm backslash watchokplease. Alright, watchers, time to stop perusing Alicia Vikander's IMDb page and start talking about Ex Machina. Hey listeners, this is Jason, and I'm here today to pitch the movie Ex Machina. This is a movie from 2014 starring Oscar Isaac, Alicia Vikander, and Domhnall Gleeson. I think I pronounced that right. Now, I I will say this was not what I was going to pitch today. Uh, (laughs) However, while discussing what I was going to pitch, the topic came up of we were discussing some sci-fi movies and I discovered that neither Nyan or Dan have seen this movie. No. And so I I had to at the last second make an emergency switch and say this will be the movie I will be pitching today. Boom. So it is So I, this, I is, this is Deo Six Machina happening now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, had to be said. No, that's fair. That's I'll, I'll give yeah. you that one. Just get get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> so this movie, I don't want to say too much about it, which is interesting because I have to pitch it to you guys without actually telling you too much. But you know, I think the less you know about it, the better. So I'm going to be very careful with what I say. What I will tell you is it's directed by Alex Garland. In fact, it was his directorial debut. I don't know. Are either of you familiar with Alex Garland? No. Name sounds familiar. So probably the thing he's most famous for, other than the movie Ex Machina, is he wrote the screenplay for 28 Days Later. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay, It it was like his idea. He also, in a similar vein, he wrote the novel The Beach. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie that was based on the novel. With Leo. Yep. No, I never saw it. I, I know of it, but I never saw it. That's actually a good movie. You should see it when you get a chance or, you know, if the time comes up. I don't know if you've actually, did you actually see it, Dan? Or you just. No, no, I I was, I was, I had all intentions of seeing it one weekend and something came up and then I didn't, didn't end up happening either. So, but I've seen the trailer about a thousand times probably feels like. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And obviously 28 days later is like a modern classic. And he more recently, he directed the movie Annihilation. Hmm. That was, it starred Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of a weird movie. Uh, I don't know if you've, I guess you haven't seen it. It was great to Netflix. 
In fact, I think it was one of their earlier like prestige movies and it kind of was a flop and was not entirely beloved. I don't think Alex Garland is the best director. I think he's a very good writer and has really good ideas, which is I think why 28 Days Later, which was written by him, but directed by Danny Boyle, a brilliant director, was extremely successful in a brilliant movie. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Ex Machina, you know, there's maybe moments where you think, okay, maybe this guy isn't going to be the world's greatest director, but the writing in this movie is so on point. And to me, this is one of the selling points of this movie. It's the kind of movie they don't really make very often anymore. Nowadays, movies are made by committees and test audiences. Yep. Right? Like, they'll have, like, three, four, five, six, seven, ten writers write a movie. And then they see how it goes. And then they say, oh, this didn't work or this scene didn't go. And they're constantly, like, editing, reshooting. They'll do, like, two rounds of reshoots on a typical big-budget movie nowadays. And sure. I think I mean, look, at Multiverse, look at Multiverse of Madness. That Multiverse of Madness had like I think three rounds. Seriously? Think. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I could believe it though. I could totally see how they they wrote it. And in fact, I bet I could even guess what was the stuff that was like the original material, and then what was the stuff where they were like trying to tweak it later to like make it all come together. And when you know you're going to make a movie like that, they don't even try to get the script right from the get go because they just figure they'll rewrite it later anyway. Yeah. So they just kind of yeah. want like a general story and then they, you know, have some fun stuff thrown in and that's it. Well, Ex Machina is not that kind of movie. It's a movie where I think the writing is so on point. The script is really tight. It's really smart. And I love watching movies like that. And hopefully you will too. So I'm going to stop here and ask, do you guys, do you know anything about this movie or what do you know about this movie? All I recall was that it was it was really well received. It was one of those yeah. movies where we're like, you got to go see it. And I'm like, yeah, no, I totally got to go see it. And then yeah. I just never got to see it. So that's really all I recall. I I thought I, I vaguely remember something about sort of a human, a very human android. But I could be wrong. Mm. Could be completely misremembering that. Did you did you miss the uh, the the Svedka commercials that came out around the time? Oh, I okay. This is starting to ring a bell. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this back to vodka. This, <laughs> that does sound familiar. Like with the robots, like the sort of Android-like robots that yeah, were drinking so, vodka. Yeah, everything I heard was exactly what you said, Nine, plus just like, you know, seeing the trailer again, ha- at least a dozen times, you know, in the span of the, uh, leading up to the release. Yeah, so there's definitely some robots involved, maybe. But yeah, the, but the trailer I seem to recall was pretty mysterious. Hmm. So it didn't give a whole lot away, like you were saying. And again, I think that's the best way to go into it, which makes for a very interesting pitch because I'm like, fuck <laughs> me, it's good, but I will well, tell you nothing else. <laughs> no, so so how do we how do we say this? Like, so writing wise, because obviously this mm. sounds like it sounds like it's, it's a very tight movie, like you said. What would be like another, I think, tightly written script in science fiction or otherwise that you feel it might might be kind of similar in, in vain? Because I'm assuming there's I'm assuming there's going to be some, you know, cross section of action and other things in, in it as well but again it sounds like to me that the writing is which really is going to make it this movie sing well the writing the acting too which i, I was going to get to the actors yeah. in a minute because it's oscar uh, isaac baby yeah mm-hmm. i mean you've got oscar isaac you've got domo gleason and what you got to keep in mind is this movie kind of came out before they all blew up as actors yeah yeah I mean, nowadays alicia vikander is an Oscar-winning actress who's starring in Tomb Raider and these big-budget movies. Right. I don't think she'd done anything English language 
when this movie came out. I think this was her first English language movie. Wow. Because oh, she's uh, Swedish. And so she'd done work in Sweden. By the way, don't quote me on that. I didn't like scour, but you know, I was sort of flipping mm-hmm. through her IMDb and pretty much everything appeared to be Swedish language before that. Right. So she sure was before mm-hmm. Girl with the Pearl Earring. That's the one yeah. I remember her for. But uh, I forget if that was before. It's yeah. not super important, but that's that's the only thing that, that to me, that was the that's when she popped up on my radar. Right. Got it. She was in. I keep getting her confused because she was in a couple movies like that. She was in. Obviously, she was in the Danish girl. Right. Right. The, Wait, the reboot of Tomb Raider. Wait, hold on. Girl with the pearl earring. Did I confuse her with someone girl else? With the pearl earring. OK, then never mind. No, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, <laughs> Never Are you maybe thinking of either the Danish girl or Tulip Fever? I'm probably thinking of the Danish, Danish girl. girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never mind. Which that's the one I think she won an Oscar for. Mm. Yeah. I remember her basically, you know, she was in, we were speaking about spy stuff earlier and uh, she was in the man from uncle reboot with oh. uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, she also was in um, uh, one of those born movies. Oh, yeah. the latest one starring it was, Matt Damon left. Right. And they made one with Jeremy Rayner, and then they made another one with Matt Damon. She was in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Lara Croft Tomb Raider. That was the one a lot of people like yeah. mentioned just because it's a good high thing. And 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 I and once again I have to mention this, uh, much to your chagrin, uh, she was Mira in the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Well, that's yeah. not selling me on her. Um but that's <laughs> I don't even think that's her fault. That movie that just was such an Uninteresting series, right? So boring. <laughs> yeah, just check, check out Nine's full, full unfettered review on episode 52 if you want to catch that. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> what was my pick for worst thing I had to watch for this stupid podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, People love that show too, don't they? Like, I, don't, yeah, I don't get it. People love that show. Yeah. I just, but I, I think you got to be in the right mindset. Yeah. You know, not, fortunately, not, I wasn't on the podcast back then, so I didn't have to watch it. But there you go. Yeah, lucky. I would have a similar reaction as you do. So uh, lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, nine was still in, still in the age of resistance of having to watch any more of that. Nailed it. But yeah, yeah but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of. They've a lot of pretty powerful performances for sure. Yeah. So I mean, Oscar Isaac. This movie came out. I think Inside Lewin Davis came out either the same year or just before this. Which okay. was probably his first big role big. where he really got noticed. I mean, I love Oscar Isaac. We take it for granted that he's like this huge star right now. But again, like he's definitely like one of those actors who worked his way up. You know, yeah, yeah. he wasn't like he got like the big break at some point and was immediately noticed. He's like a guy who just got like role after like I was again reviewing his IMDb page in preparation for this pitch. And it was just like role after role where like each movie he had a slightly bigger part. Until, you know, he was essentially one of the two leads or one of the three leads in this movie and, you know, in Inside Lewin Davis. And then next thing you know, he's starring in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. And, 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 there, and there's a connection with him and Donald Gleeson, for that, for that matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Also, yeah, right another actor who I think his, he had starred in one in like some romantic comedy. And other than that, like Harry Potter playing like one of the minor weasley brothers yes that's right oh, god i didn't realize that yes yeah, yeah, yeah. well you know he has a connection to those movies even before he was in it his no. father is brendan gleason right oh right who played uh mad eye moody oh 
Yeah, got it. Got it. Yeah, okay. he was. His, he was. Oh, he was older brother Bill. That's right. I can't remember which one it, who was. Who was? Took me a second. Yeah, he's older brother yeah. Bill. Bill Weasley, the older brother, the older one, the one who worked with dragons and whatnot. So he's the one you never see. Like yeah. from day one, he was like, "Oh yeah, and we've got this brother, and he's off." And then he like shows up to go fight towards the end. Yeah, and and, and, and and Oscar Isaac. I mean, he's he's go, he's gone deep in in, in nerd culture because you know m- most recently being seen in Mo- as the lead actor in Moon Knight. Uh, but also yeah. he he he's going to be all he's also was in the in the Spider Verse as well. He, he's playing uh, uh, Miguel O'Hara, and I'm looking very much looking forward to seeing that. But more so, Nyan, I think you, I think you'll be very interesting to hear. He's been cast in pre-production as Solid Snake. Are you kidding me? Nope. Oh, that is going to be great. Yes, I can't. I can't. I, 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 can't I can't wait to. Get, well, again, it's, it's just in pre-production right now. But uh, so for those of you who don't know Solid Snake from Metal Solid, I think we're it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's got to be way out there now. We're going to be like 2025 at least at this point. So, but it, we'll look, look forward to it. But yeah, no, I can't. I will we, we be can, there for that. I one. Think, I think. I think. I think. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. We could probably spend a whole episode just talking about these reactors. Probably this movie. There's basic. I think there's literally five speaking roles in the whole movie. Oh wow. Okay. So, and you, we've talked about three of them. Fourth, the actor's name is Sonoya Mizuno. She's not quite as big as the others, but she she's currently on House of the Dragon. Oh. 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 oh okay. Yeah. That name is familiar. Okay. Because yeah. I I've been keeping up with that. Yeah. Yeah, she also played a part in Crazy Rich Asians. Again, another like this was like her first one of her first movies, Ex Machina. Gotcha. Um, wow. So I will give them credit for having the best casting department for this movie. Seriously. Uh, and then literally, there's like another character. Like I think that's basically the only characters in the movie. There's four actors, and there's also a helicopter pilot who has like four lines. <laughs> Who's wow. gotta be pissed? Like everybody <laughs> else in this movie did amazing, and I get four lines. And now I'm just cast as a helicopter pilot in every movie. <laughs> so the guy's basically a prop. Like he, he shows up, get cast line, like, and that's it. <laughs> the helicopter leaves, and you never you don't see the guy again. <laughs> or people who play you know butlers and chauffeurs and like every single movie, you know, it's like the same kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So I'll give you a little taste for the movie. The premise of the movie is that Domhnall Gleeson uh, works for some tech company. They don't really explain it or anything, but he wins a a prize, sort of like an employee incentive prize. He gets to go meet the genius visionary behind the company at his private estate. Nice. uh, uh, That's very secluded. And that's the movie. Like, you know, he goes and goes there and, you know, things ensue. Yeah, Um, it it could be like Island of Dr. Moreau or it could be something (laughs) maybe a little different. I do feel like this was better remo- reviewed than The Island of Dr. Moreau because, wow, that was terrible. Yes. yes. <laughs> so and I, had to see, I saw that in theaters. Oh, you saw it in theaters? Oh, wow. yeah. I saw it in theaters, man. I made sorry. a lot of mistakes, guys. So. That, that, that movie is like the thing of nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had okay. heard about it and I finally like watched it not that long ago. And I was yep. just like, what have I done to myself? Like, I even knew it wasn't going to be good. And it just was like torture. I saw Morbius in 4DX. Okay, I mean that's up there. I don't know, man. <laughs> not as bad. It's not as bad as uh, Doctor Moreau, but it's it's up there. It's, yeah, it definitely is. I don't know. I don't know. Morbius is like more bland. Yeah, Island of Doctor Moreau, like that that haunts you. 
bad choice. Like, it's just creepy. Like you're looking, you're like, oh, make it stop. Like all the the whole like animal people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, can remember someone who who watched a Full Metal Alchemist. There's there's one uh, series of episodes that deal with that, and it's it's oh, it's highly disturbing. Yeah. As as you were starting to recount the sort of the the general plot, it's I'm starting to see the trailer in my head again. So <laughs> I, I can like because I I definitely was aware of this movie, but this is this is a memory recall it. episode. Yeah. 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 Because I, this is the real Quaid. You're right. Is there anything in particular you think that Dan or I connect would connect to this specifically? Or so is it just specifically for Dan, you know, this is comfortably in the category of sci-fi. It's maybe not it's not necessarily the expanse, which is that, you know, pure hard sci-fi. Fiction, yeah. You know, hard sci-fi. It's it's definitely more soft, character-driven. It's light on the science high on the character if that makes sense they, they don't really specify exactly when this is set it appears to be set in a like slightly near future maybe you know it's definitely got some strong sci-fi elements it's more in the cerebral category for you nyan uh i just know you will watch anything with oscar isaac in it so <laughs> like you can't go wrong if oscar isaac's in it there, so there. appreciate a good performance <laughs> <laughs> i yeah and can I just take a moment to say, while well, we talk about Oscar Isaac, because I'm I'm just totally obsessed with him myself. He's just amazing. And I've been watching Moon Knight with my son. Nice. Uh, slowly. We're, we're four out of six episodes in. We watch like oh, one wow. every three weeks. But we're really enjoying it. I love how he can play any ethnicity. Yes. Like whatever you need. You need Egyptian. He's Egyptian. You need just sort of generic white American. He's got that down. You need Latino. He can be a Latino. You, you name need, it. You he, need, you he, need, you, he's got you covered. You need a blended of, you know, Sephardi and Ashkenazi Jew descent. Boom. It's Mark Spector. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's and, 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 and he can also play royalty as well as, as Duke Lido Atreides. You see, that's acting right there. He looks like he could actually be Timothy Chalamet's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, just lost. Yeah. I kind of I you know what I kind of would love to see his resume and because I'm really hoping as special skills at the bottom, it says could be Timothy Chalamet's dad. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh driver's license could be Timothy Chalamet's dad. Oh, you gotta someone someone head to Wikipedia right now and put that in. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh man, you gotta actually read his his Wikipedia page. It's really good. Okay. He's got some uh, some fun things in there. He even talks about his band when he was fourteen. Oh, oh wow! And like he was in a talent show, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Did his That'd mom write this? Who wrote? Yeah, seriously, who wrote this? Who wrote this? <laughs> the only explanation. <laughs> My son is so talented. No, see, mi, mi hijo tiene tanto talento. See, <laughs> he's, he's Guatemalan, so yeah, so he's got to be in Spanish. So yeah. Let's see. Okay, here, here's a little excerpt from his Wikipedia page. Unsure about his career choice, Isaac considered enlisting the Marines at one point. His father initially disapproved of this, but Isaac had recruiters convince him. Once he had taken the exam, Isaac said he wanted to do combat photography in military reserve, a job they did not offer. <laughs> okay, sure. You know... <laughs> I mean, like, in contrast to this, you know, the last episode we did was on The Courier, and I was looking up yep. the Wikipedia pages of the actual people that that was based on. Right. 
and their Wikipedia pages were, you know, Small. three paragraphs. Yeah. Including the guy who stole 5,000 pages of documents out of Russia. His Wikipedia entry is like three paragraphs. What? Oscar Isaac, we're hearing the entire story of his <laughs> life on Wikipedia. Wow. <laughs> he preferred macaroni. Like mom isn't alive to write it for him. So. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, it sounds like to me that like you know, this this sounds like it could be a splash of I mean just based upon the trailer it's a splash mm-hmm. of Asimov, maybe with a, a a throw to possibly you know Masamunashiro Ghost in the Shell kind of mm-hmm. idea. It might be kind of a blended. It, it's kind of it's not it's not the near it's not the far future of Ghost in the Shell, but it it might be something with a toss a little bit in there, like kind of a a weird. I would say mix. maybe not Ghost in the Shell, but I, I but think- Asimov. Like, is yeah, there like Asimov, any kind of that? Definitely, I, I could see that. Yeah, and in fact, in some ways, it is sort of more of that era of the more like conceptual sci-fi. Like Foundation. What if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Since we're not getting a lot of details on the plot, I'm going to go into this assuming that it ends with a, a, a montage at a frat party where they're playing Journeys Any Way You Want It. Because... We had a friend in college who had a theory that you could end any movie or play with journeys any way you want it. Um, with, <laughs> and it just turns into a frat party. Like the end of Hamlet is just everyone dies and then journeys any way you want it comes on. Someone shows up with a keg and suddenly Polonius is doing keg stands. Yeah, contrary, you know, contrary to popular belief in Hamlet, it's not Fortin Bros who comes in the end. It's Fortin Bros. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, exactly. I, you know, Nyan, honestly, I think you could end it with any way you want it. And I think you know, it <laughs> but, would be different, but that could work. <laughs> I just want to hear, uh, uh, you know, Dumb Hall Gleason say the first order. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would make my day. Also, are either of you into architecture at all? Kind of like really me. I, I mean, appreciate I enjoy it, it. like on a yeah. deep level. Okay. I'm I'm a bit of like an architecture nerd and nice. the filming location for this is at a crazy cool house. Ooh. So just appreciate that too. If you're into like cool architecture. Yeah. I ended up like on a separate thing, watching a movie about the house that they filmed part of the movie at having nothing to do with it. And then they met, casually mentioned, they're like, Oh yeah. Ex Machina was filmed here. Yeah. That's wild. And so maybe like, if you actually like the movie, I'll, I'll see if I can find that and send it along to you. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the setting for the, the the movie, unlike all these other like huge budget movies, this movie must have been done on a pretty reasonable budget. You know, they actually just went to a house and rented a house instead of doing what most Hollywood movies do, where they'll randomly right. build things and then rip it down and then decide to reshoot it and rebuild it all again. Right. And spend millions and millions of dollars doing that. And you also said how many speaking parts were there again? You said like five or six? I think it's five. Well, so it might like, be off by like got, one or two, but I know. But like, think about that. I mean, it's so much tighter, not just a script, but also just operationally speaking. Yep. To work with that many less people, you're not working with crowds of people or extras, all this other stuff that you got to deal with. So again, yeah, I could believe it based on what that what you're saying. Yeah. I, the the renting the house thing actually the reason it it rings a bell is that every once in a while people will approach my mother in law about using her house to shoot stuff because she's in the suburb of Boston and she has a really old house. And I guess uh, they like, she got approached when they were shooting uh, Julia, that series uh-huh. about Julia Child to right. use her, her house as a potential yeah. like shooting location. And I guess they were shooting a, a lot over the area, especially in West Roxbury. So, okay. Yeah. It's wild. 
So I guess that, that's what I'm, I'm used to hearing about. Because apparently I didn't realize how much ridiculous money they'll throw at you if you have like a unique enough house yeah. <laughs> to be able to just shoot in it. Well, otherwise they're going to like build something and spend a million dollars just yeah. to build a, a set that they're going to use for two weeks. Right. Yep. You know, like, I mean, it's crazy how much money gets thrown away at this stuff. By the way, this inspired me. I just looked it up. Ex Machina, the budget for the whole movie was 15 million. Oh, what? Wow. Which is, wow. It's not like crazy cheap. But that's like, no. you know, by Hollywood standards, that's very much. That is, that's very cheap. Yeah. yeah. Comparatively. Because you think about just even just base level for most action stuff. It's like they start at like 50. Yeah. I mean, think about, you know, pyrotechnics, CGI, everything, you know. Or like even those like John Wick, right? Which the sure. first one was originally very modest. That was borderline straight to video probably was the original plan, right? Right. Little did they know. And let's see, the original one was, well, I guess that one was only 20 million. Okay. But still, like, you know, that's 20 million for a movie that clearly they were like, like, it feels like a Redbox movie. <laughs> that's fair. You know, like, that's clearly they thought it was going to be a Redbox fair. movie, and then it, like, caught on, and they rolled with it. But clearly, that was a Redbox movie. Yep. Yeah. So good. It's wild. Yeah. It's so wild to think about that. But yeah. Where is the movie available? It is available on HBO Max. Oh, perfect. Listeners at home have access to HBO Max. It's there and free. Uh, I know you guys both have it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. I get get to queue this up this weekend. That'd be good times. Don't. uh, I know you got kids, Dan. This is not one to watch with the kids. Oh, no. This is this is this is this is one that I think that that uh, it'll probably be like late night watch probably after, you know, all said and done. If I start this around 10 or so once all the kids are in bed and then go from there. Sounds like a good plan. It's short, too. I mean, the whole movie is don't actually I didn't write it down how long the movie is. I want to say, though, it's pretty short. Under it's, under two hours, basically. So. It's under two hours. Yeah. Hour and 48 minutes. Oh, there you go. Oh, OK. So, you Ooh. know, nice and very manageable length. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's also something that's been moved away from. True. Sub two hour movies. I like sub two hour movies. What's wrong with that? Why does every movie have to be two and a half hours now? Absolutely does not. 90 minutes is a perfect length. Bring yeah. back the 90 minute romantic comedy. I miss that's that. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's like fun. You're like, that was nice. And it's done. Yeah. Totally down with that. You need to take an epic movie. You can split it up mm-hmm. or don't take a movie that is that you can wrap up in 90 minutes. And trying to extend it to two hours for no good reason. Or two and a half. I mean, a lot of these sci-fi, not well, not sci-fi, but like a lot of the Marvel movies, Star Wars. Talking to you, the Batman. <laughs> Three hours. What? Why? Why? Because why? no, the reason no, the reason why is very simple. Battinson had to do the really slow walking, so they had to ex- add extra time for the slow walking. That's what happened to happen. So <laughs> But all those things, I mean, why are Fast and the Furious movies two and a half hours long? It's they Fast are? and the Furious. Are you Family. So I've, I've family. never seen one. You've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie? Some of them are not terrible. I hear they're okay, but I'm just, I don't, I'm not that interested. Okay, I get it. You're all family. Cool. If I need, if I <laughs> want to see my family, we'll just all hang out at the Olive Garden where we're all family. Done. You don't watch uh, Fast and the uh, Furious because they're family. You know, you watch <laughs> Unlimited Fast and the Furious because they're so stupid and, you know, car go fast, vroom, vroom. Uh, and, I mean, there's like a scene where they parachute cars out of an airplane. Yep. yep. And then there's other scenes, like there's a there's like another scene where they're racing a tank down a highway. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why you watch Fast and the Furious. Like the yeah. early ones, which were just stupid car racing movies, were not the good ones. It's it's once they started getting like the right level of dumb. Okay. When they became kind of pretty good. 
You see, see for me, I I watched I watched the initial D anime when it first dropped after the manga dropped, and that was plenty enough for me. Honestly, I, I've seen you know I've seen I think the first or the second one, but I had I didn't see any of the later ones. I just never bothered to. You got to see it once the Rock shows up. That's when it becomes quality entertainment. Gotcha. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I'll just throw it on one one day when I'm yeah. just hanging out. I, 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 uh, Jason, would you recommend on that one alcohol or edibles for that one? You think? Yeah, like a nice little chill going. Okay. That's like a good thing. Or, you know, like you ever have like a lazy Saturday morning and you just like there don't want to do anything middle of winter and you just like throw a movie on. So basically you just to pop open like a Bloody Mary and just yep. put the movie on. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly. Cool. It's like got just enough story to keep you watching for two hours. And again, the whole plot is cargo of room. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Maybe I might, I might just drop an edible and try try these one of these days to <laughs> see if it's worth it. Because oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. High Fast and the Furious brunch. I guess you, you should do. <laughs> Now you know what you need to do is you need to just catch yourself and yourself watching the first ten minutes, right. and just while while doing that, and I just want to see your reaction. That that, that I think that by itself might be more worth it than seeing the whole all the movies. <laughs> I think I'm more entertaining than I actually am while I'm high. So um, we can at least find out. Maybe what I realize what I do when I'm high is I keep giving out compliments and I come up with really dumb songs. And I've started recording the songs randomly when I come up. With, so nice. uh, I think it was just the next step. Really, so at some point we could at some point we can drop those on TikTok and we can ask people to duet them and they'll add in <laughs> crazy beats, and add trap beats over nine songs and it'll be ama- it'll be next big record. We, we should start a Patreon page and our whole <laughs> Patreon is make a large enough contribution and we will we will invite you over to go watch a Fast and a Furious movie. Oh, that'd be amazing with us. That, 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 that'd be totally, that, that's, that's money. That's money well spent. You know? experience. Seriously. I'll, I'll get my frittata game going. It'll be great. I would say it's way better than paying for, uh, you know, Tommy Lee's only fans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We bring more to the table than that. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, the movie, not. <laughs> all of it. I'm not going to all of it. Tommy Lee's only fans. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. This movie, Ex Machina. All of it. Yeah. So Ex Machina. This movie is the opposite of that. I look forward to you guys seeing it. I really hope you like it, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Sweet. Well, that happened, folks, which uh, brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK, Please podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to us spout more nonsense today and hope you join us next week for another exercise in utility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just tell a friend about us. Until next week, keep on watching.